Hello, my name is Naranjan, the host of Master of Your Crafts podcast. Learning from leaders who are continuously inspired, passionate, and driven to align with their soul purpose, sharing their gifts to bring healing to others. The music is composed by Rebecca Everett. Today is episode number 100, and I'll be talking to Vince Kramer, an airline pilot, military veteran, transformational trainer or mentor, and clear conscious channel. Vince Kramer brings a unique experience to the world of transformation and purpose-driven growth. His past experience in stereotypical macho fields bring a more integrated perspective to the softer fields of personal growth not often seen. As a speaker, teacher, guide, and best-selling author of Mastering the Art of Success with Jack Hanfield, Vince's distinct combination of experience, education, and research helps him develop powerful talks, workshops, and online training in finding happiness and success by living life by their design. A co-founder of Imagine Miracles, he passionately believes everyone is unique and the creator of their own life. It is his desire to inspire and empower men, women, organizations and families to find success and happiness by designing and creating a life fueled by their desires. Hello and welcome to Vince. How are you, Vince? I'm amazing, Rajan. How are you today? I'm doing great. I'm excited to get into a conversation to share with the audience your nuggets of wisdom that you have garnered over the years that took you into in a trajectory of life of supporting others on their healing journey based on your own experiences, as we all do. We all have pivotal moments in our own lives that we feel we can grow from and transform from. So we want to support and guide others on their journey. So I'm I'm excited to get into this conversation with you. I've been waiting to, to have this conversation for quite a while. So I'm all excited to share with your audience. Thank you. Thank you, Vince. What do you believe about yourself? And do you feel it defines who you are? Wow, what a what a deep question. That, that that's so amazing that that you ask it in that way. One of the things that I feel about myself is that I, I think I'm very typical in the way us humans came to Earth and went through our process to get to our journey and to find why we're here. So one of the things that I believe is that we truly knew the reason that we came to earth. And when we brought it in, a matter of fact, I can tell that story later if you would like, but I, I believe we all know it when we come in, but there's a process of forgetting. And we have to forget, in my opinion, so we can develop all these amazing gifts and talents that we have 
that are necessary for us to live our purpose, for us to help people on their journey. And then there comes a time where, all right, we're at that point where we've developed these gifts and talents that um, at least can get us started on the journey in a way that we're, we're truly starting to make a difference. And we have these wake-up calls. And the wake-up calls may get our attention right away, or it may take us a while to for them to get our attention. And mm-hmm. it definitely took a while for me to say, okay, I understand. And, and then in the wake-up for me, which was my divorce from my first wife, I really started on the path of finding what I thought was missing in my life. And I started to uncover, ah, this is the reason I came. This is what I'm here to share with the world. And then there was another series of developing even more gifts and talents and really doing my internal work so I could share that work with the world. I love how you've expressed it in such a way that makes it real. Because when we have these conversations about gifts and energy and life-changing experiences, it can, it can seem very out there, very unrealistic. But the reality of these experiences, there needs to be an element of separation from the actual experience that happened in the very third-dimensional world that we live in to what is the non-third dimensional world try to tell us what do you believe was the most pivotal part of your life where you said now I get it oh now I get it now I get it actually was a journey in itself so there was a couple things that happened in my life that um as I said, woke me up. And, and the big wake up was truly the divorce from my first wife, where I was caught by surprise. It was completely unexpected. And I really had to look at, well, now I feel like I'm all alone and I really don't know who I am. Mm. So I started that process of trying to find who I was through going to different conferences and workshops like we all do. And then my current wife, Mary, who's my business partner, came into my life. And when she came into my life, she started talking spiritual concepts. Mm -hmm. Now, I I grew up religious. I was a a practicing Catholic the majority of my life. And she started talking concepts that sounded like a lot of the stuff that I learned in my catechism classes, but also was a little bit different. It started me thinking about, well, what does she mean by we're all one? What does she mean that uh, I'm part of God? What does she mean by all of that? And it was in her discussions about these things that I started to do actual research in science Mm -hmm. to kind of, in my mind, prove that I was right and what she was thinking wasn't quite right. 
And as you know, the deeper you get into science, especially when you start talking energy and the quantum world, Mm -hmm. that spirituality and science are actually walking hand in hand. And then I started to, to really say, wow, there's things that I never heard before. And just because I never heard them before doesn't mean they're wrong. Mm -hmm. And I got deeper and deeper into looking at science and spirituality and It was like, okay, I've got to learn more about this. This is truly why I'm here. I'm here to bring this science and spirituality together. So everybody understands it, but especially men like me can start looking at a little bit uh, different way of looking at their life and saying, "Well, well, maybe this growth and expansion that my wife is talking about or my girlfriend is talking about, there's something to it. And maybe because this guy who was an airline pilot and a college football player and a military pilot, if, if he can believe it and he can find it in science, maybe I can think about it too. So that's where my mind started to go. This is, this is part of why I'm here. And then there's some things that happened that got my attention to start looking at things in a more, even more spiritual way. So one of them is, all these workshops I signed up for, I just went to a workshop and then somebody say to me, you need to go to this seminar or you need to go to this mm-hmm. workshop. Vince. Mm-hmm. It's, it's something that will really help you. We know where you want to go. So I just signed up for all these things that, and I didn't even know what some of them were. Mm-hmm. And one of them was an illumination intensive in Vancouver, Canada. Mm-hmm. And I signed up for it and was looking forward to going to British Columbia because there was a lot of people that I knew that was going to this workshop, but I didn't know what it was about. And the night before, actually the day before I was supposed to leave for this workshop, Mary, my current wife called me up. We had been dating for a couple of weeks and she said, I'm up in Aspen right now. You need to come up here. Um, And it was like, Ooh, the last time she invited me somewhere and I didn't go, she ended up with another boyfriend. <laughs> so <laughs> I, I better I better follow through with this and, and okay. go up there. And we had known each other 10 years before we even started dating. So we were we knew each other. We were drinking buddies for like 18 months, just trying to help each other through divorces. Mm-hmm. So we knew each other pretty well. So, I, you know, even though I've got to be on an airplane early the next day, I went up to Aspen and, and met her up there. And uh, they say what happens in Aspen stays in Aspen, but we had a few too many margaritas. We <laughs> ended up in bed. And after the intimacy, Mary says to me, Vince, I see this woman standing next to you. And she described what she was dressed in. And it was like, whoa, first of all, this is weird. What do you mean you're seeing this person standing next to me? But then also she described my grandmother. And it was like, wow, you know, she's she really had my attention. And she said, and by the way, I see this little blonde girl standing next to you also. And she described this little blonde girl at about four or five years old, wearing a blue dress, black patent leather shoes, bobby socks. She described exactly what she was wearing. Mm-hmm. And I had had enough to drink. I, I was in the margarita acceptance. 
<laughs> okay. So so I listened to what she had to share and, and I just wanted to know more and more. Uh, we fell asleep. I got up early in the morning, left for this event. And the intensive was five days of six in the morning till midnight. And all you did was sit in a diet, knee to knee to different people throughout those five days, answering the question, tell me who you are. Mm. And it was intense. And that's a story in itself. But during that five days, five times, somebody said to me, do you know there's a little blonde girl energy standing next to you or sitting on your lap or on your shoulders? And I, I was caught by surprise at first, especially, but every single one of them, I asked, what is she wearing? What does she look like? Mm-hmm. And they described her exactly the same way that Mary described her. Okay. And that was the, okay, Vince Kramer, start paying attention. Yes. We're trying to get through to you. And here's evidence of it. So that was the real clicking point where I was, okay, I'm going to take advantage of anything that comes in front of me to find out what this is all about. And I'm going to follow through as long as I feel it's good for me. Mm-hmm. What a story. And like you said, I could unravel so many of the components of that. There was a lot within that. Was there any moment where you wanted to withdraw? Maybe it scared you a little. It's a little, it's the unknown. It's a human interaction. It's a human behavior and reaction, should I say, that when we don't know, we get scared. For the little blonde girl sightings, I, I, w- I was just, first of all, mesmerized by the fact that it was happening. Mm-hmm. And, and I, I wanted to know more. So I was really excited about that. But one of the things that happened during that intensive, Naranja, is that um, I started out like most people probably do. I'm a pilot. I'm a son. I'm a boyfriend. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Sorry, lots of energy in our conversation today. Mm-hmm. So I started out like everyone else, you know, all those things, you know, naming off my titles, if you will. Mm-hmm. But it was like boot camp. Mm-hmm. You know, I'd been through two military boot camps and it was, you know, you're awake for 18 hours a day and you're eating when they want you to eat and what they want you to eat. So it really started breaking down those subpersonalities. They, they, they let things come through. And as I got further through the event, I started realizing that um, I'm tired, I'm um, excited, I'm, I, it started to move to the emotions. And then it got to a place where I realized that I'm everything and I'm nothing. Mm-hmm. And in that awakening is when I think I finally connected with the energy of my higher self or the energy of my soul and my entire body started to, to vibrate. Mm -hmm. And that scared me. I -hmm. didn't know what was happening. And thank goodness we were in an event that that's what you were there to do is wake up like that. So somebody was able to help me get outside, walk around ground, Mm 
Mm -hmm. Um, And it took a while for the fear of what's happening to me to turn into, ah, this is who we truly are. This is who I truly am. So that was the the scariest moment. Um, When I went home after that event, I... I didn't go through the normal process. Usually when you go to an event like that, the last hour or so, they close you back down. That's right. They close your heart up so you don't go out wide open. I mean, they don't close it all the way again, but they close it so you don't go out wide open and get hurt. I didn't go to that. Mm. There's no way I'm going to close down. I'm going to get an airplane. I'm going to fly home and I'm going to figure out what this little blonde girl meant. Mm-hmm. So when I got home, I had Mary meet me. We had this long conversation. It's it's all in our book, Awakening Through Moments of Choice. But we had this long conversation. And in that conversation, she said, I learned a lot about the little blonde girl and a channeling. Mm. And it's like, what's a channeling? Okay. So she describes to me what a channeling is and here's a good Catholic boy. You mean we're going to go talk to a witch. Um, Mm -hmm. Somebody's going to look at a crystal ball and be a crystal ball reader. So I I really didn't know. And she, she tried to explain to me, you know, the energies come through this person, the higher frequencies to talk Mm -hmm. to you and everything. So I said, I want one. I I decided that I was going to do whatever to, to find out and decide if it worked for me or not. So she set this channeling up for me. And during that channeling, I got an opportunity to talk to my guides, the higher energies of who I am. Um, They represented themselves as Archangel Michael, Archangel Raphael, uh, Ra, the sun god. And at that time, they introduced themselves as a, a red female energy, which I found out later was Kuan Yin. But during that channeling, first of all, I I constantly tried to make sense of the channeling in justifying everything. And then what happened was Archangel Michael passed the baton, if you will, passed me off to Archangel Raphael. And Archangel Raphael said to me, you're here to open hearts, but to do that, I have to help you open yours first. And okay, yeah, Mary knows that my heart's kind of closed down and everything. So justified one more time. And then he said, as an example, I'm going to use red hair and blue eyed people. Do you remember walking through the Walmart store last week and a little boy stood up in the stroller and wouldn't take his eyes off you. He watched you as you walked by. And he was so intent on watching you that he fell out of his stroller and his mom caught him just before he hit the floor. Mm-hmm. That little boy had red-haired, blue-eyed people. Mm-hmm. And as soon as that energy said that, mm-hmm. it was like, oh, my God, I've got to pay attention. Mm-hmm. And I am being asked to get on my path and get on my path fast. Yes. Yeah. Such beautiful moments. So these are all really interesting experiences and markers that took you down this journey of really identifying to pay attention and to listen for this 
greater message of perhaps your higher self was calling you to, to understand and unravel. How did it feel for you going through that process of, as you've said, a very traditional, third-dimensional, dense background, raised in a religion, traditional careers, been in the military, and all of those are very left-brain thinking processes. Somebody who might not be very open to spirituality, granted you had opened up to that with going to all these workshops and being more receptive. How did it feel for you being in that space and recognizing there is a greater message there and also being connected with a woman who was very open to that? Well, I think one of the blessings was that Mary was open to it because it was a motivating factor for for me to want to continue to, to at least pursue it. One of the things that I've found about wake-up calls is that there's a shelf life for every wake-up call. We get something happens in our life and it depends on how it affects us. It depends on um, really how big it is on how long we have that window to listen to the wake-up call and decide how we're supposed to live life differently. I mean, the, the divorce, I had two big wake-up calls before the divorce, but the divorce was the one that finally said to, made me say to myself, I want to live life differently. And I wanted to live life differently long enough where I was willing to just keep trying new things. Mm-hmm. Where am I being taken? What's what's opening up to me? And, and those channelings truly opened me up to more of who I was. And, and the good thing about it is part of it was helping me find out who I was as a person and who I was as an energy, but then also you know, what did I have to offer the world? And what was the difference that I meant to make? And and we built our programs around my journey of getting this guidance. Mm-hmm. We've built programs to help people find out the same, because what I learned was, even though I really knew what my purpose was, mm-hmm. I didn't know my purpose, mm-hmm. which was, it, it's a strange thing to say, mm-hmm. but but I truly didn't. So the the journey just kept taking me further and further to realizing there was more and more. And one of the things uh, when I said earlier that I truly believe we know the difference we're meant to make, we actually bring it into the world. At five years old, I told my grandmother I was here to help people love themselves Mm -hmm. so they could love others. And really... First of all, where does a five-year-old come up with that, right? Mm -hmm. But really, I woke up to that about 45 years later to to understand that, okay, yes, I I truly am here for that reason. And to start then developing even more gifts and talents around bringing it to the world. So I, I think I got off on a tangent there. Did I answer your question? You actually bring it an interesting point of remembering 
some of the bigger aspects and the bigger details of life that we often get overlooked in the five-year-old experience what we have found as in perhaps a collective of those who are connecting with other side is at that tender age up until probably about 10 you're more connected to source whatever you want to call that god universe oneness and in that connection often brings information uh, very openly, very transparently, very candidly, which is the true essence of what love is. And like you said, it can take a lifetime almost for us to truly understand it and embody it. That's for, for sure. And, you know, I, I can tell you exactly when I started the process of forgetting it it actually had to do with my grandfather it had to do with um what a man should look like how you're going to be successful in the world that's where the process of forgetting started but and what what i realized was that it was a fairly quick process of forgetting because of all the outside yeah. influence that was coming in and i forgot that it took that long when I started realizing that, okay, I did shut down. I did forget. I kind of lost compassion for myself because it was a journey opening back up too. Mm -hmm. And it's important to have compassion for ourselves as we begin to open up because the beliefs that we have are so strong. The belief system is so strong that uh, until, first of all, we realize that beliefs aren't real and we can change them whenever we want, uh, they have a, a major influence in our lives. And, and that was all part of the journey for me also. Yes. How did it feel for you stepping into this space of spirituality and awareness and connecting with higher selves and other aspects of yourself and other beings um, the angelic realm as as a masculine because typically or historically should I say this energy world and this knowing world has been very much a feminine attribute so as we all carry both energies it's typically known for a lot of women to step into that space and channel and connect with the other side. Whereas I have seen that shift over the last number of years of men coming in and being more aware, but typically it's been the other side. How did it feel for you potentially even stepping into it? And I don't know what these conferences looked like and what that ratio looked like between men and women of stepping into it and claiming it as a masculine, but also being battled potentially with the ingrained belief system of what a man should do on this planet and what the role is. What did that look like for you? Be because I was in that place that I needed to find myself, I was open to whatever was why I was called to. 
which was pretty unusual for me. That's not the masculine way to be be open to what kind of ever whatever happens there in front of you. Um, and I'll be honest with you, a lot of the workshops and seminars I went to were more about teaching and speaking and everything else okay. that because I, I knew I was supposed to be out there sharing a word, whatever that word was. I was supposed mm-hmm. to be out there teaching everything. Everything in my life has has prepared me to be a speaker, to be a coach, to be a, all of these things. I can look back at every circumstance in my life and see how I've developed these gifts and talents. So I, I went to workshops that ne- weren't necessarily spiritual. This intensive was the the really the the big one that that was spiritually motivating for me. But I was the minority in most of the events I went to. There was probably 70 to 30% men in even the educational seminars and workshops I went to. Um, It was about probably 70 to 30 with the uh, intensive also. But I've also been the only man in in events along Mm. the way. Um, I'll tell you that that's who I'm supposed to be. Mm-hmm. I, I'm supposed to be that motivating force, that example of it's it's time to wake up the feminine and the masculine. It's all it's it's also time to wake up the feminine parts of the females in our world. Also, mm-hmm. there's there's much more masculine across both genders. Yes. And a lot less of the bringing the divine masculine, divine feminine together in each and every one of us. Yes. But I believe that that's one of the reasons I came to this earth to be that example mm-hmm. of going from being willing to be a man's man, mm-hmm. because that's how I grew up. That's who I was through most of my adulthood. And then to realize that there's something else and be willing to open up to it. Mm-hmm. But like I shared, Naranjan, I, I didn't have a choice. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I guess I, I could have said, I'm not going to believe any of this, but five people pointing out the little blonde girl, you can't ignore that. Right. You can choose to not follow the calling, yeah. but you can't ignore that. The little red-haired, blue-eyed boy, yeah. you can't ignore it. I could choose not to follow it. But then during that channeling, they told me that they were coming. They were going to give me information. They were going to download from the higher frequencies so I could put this program and these programs together to help people open their hearts and find out who they are. Yes. So I would wake up at 2 o'clock in the morning mm. and do exactly what they told me to do. I'd close my eyes and look up in my mind's eye and I would see the color blue and I would know that Archangel Michael is downloading and giving me information. And I, for hours I would get the information and I would get up and I would write it all down. Mm-hmm. And, and then I would do what they shared with me, which then gave me the ability to, to build programs for, for other people. Right. And that's how my channeling came about. You know, I, my, my wife, Mary said, Vince, you're an airline pilot. 
You can't wake up at two o'clock in the morning and be awake for two or three hours getting this information and then go out and fly airplanes. Mm -hmm. You got to get your sleep. So can we try to let the information be channeled through you so we can do it during the day? I can take notes for you and and then you can be rested when you go fly. Mm -hmm. And I finally got to a point. It took took me a year to say, Mm -hmm. okay, I'll try. And, and that's that's how the channeling started. But you asked me how it felt as a man when that information started coming through me. I didn't want anyone to know but Mary because I knew I would be judged. I knew people would think I was crazy. And although, you know, I even doubted it at times, especially as an airline pilot, I didn't want it to get out there that I was channeling the energies. Can you imagine? Oh, ladies and gentlemen, this is your captain speaking. Last night I was talking to Archangel Michael and <laughs> it, it's it's just it's just something that I didn't feel would be accepted. And thank goodness that uh, a, about four years after I started channeling, I had this wonderful mentor And we were sitting in a group. There was seven of us sitting in this breakout group from an event that that we were at. And she asked us all, when are you going to start showing up fully authentically in your businesses? And, you know, the first place I went as she's talking to everybody else before she gets to me is, What do you mean? I'm showing up authentically. I'm giving everything that I got. And then it hit me. She's, it's your channeling. Mm -hmm. And that's where I finally said, okay, I am going to at least try to channel for others and let that information come through because the information comes through at extremely high vibration. Um, it's amazing information beyond many channels that I've been to. And I actually channeled for that group that day. Mm. I tried to put it off and, and my mentor said, well, let's do it right now. Mm. So I, I didn't have a choice and, and it was accepted. And the information that came through was so helpful to people that it gave me some confidence to go to the next step. And then that, what are people going to think came up again. And it was a long time before you saw anything about me channeling the energies on Facebook or Instagram, or Mm -hmm. even in any of our emails. Mm -hmm. So it was a process for me to get comfortable with it. It was a process for me to get past my grandfather's rules of how it meant to be a man and start being willing to share more and more of who I am. Yeah. That's a journey in itself, isn't it? It certainly is. Mm-hmm. Unraveling some of those conversations and belief systems that get installed. Mm-hmm. And it's a powerful journey to, to realize that beliefs aren't real. Yeah. It's a powerful journey to realize how much effect people have on our lives because we think they know better or they we think that because they're older, they have the answers. Uh, I'm writing a talk right now for uh, an event that I'm going to, 
in one of the things that I'm sharing is that we we all spend so much time in the roles of other people, but we're meant to be who we are and we have to have our own set of roles. And I, I can't tell everybody who's listening how important it is to realize that there's over 8 billion people in our world now, and there is nobody exactly like you. That's right. And it's designed like that. What do you feel is your calling or perhaps one of your callings while you're here? I know you shared about living out your first message of opening up to love. Is there another aspect of that? So we, in our work that we call Take a Quantum Leap, we help people find the blueprint that they brought into this world for the life that they're meant to live, the, the difference that they're meant to make. And that course and that blueprint, I believe, are tied to the three parts of your purpose. Who you are, which we call your quintessence. What you have to offer, which we call your gift. And that's the unique combination of your gifts and talents and the process that we've individually developed to bring them to the world. Mm -hmm. And we each have our own process. Mm -hmm. And then your divine intent. And we call it your divine intent is because it's the reason, the intent that you brought into the world. And that divine intent is the difference that you're meant to make in the world. Not this is what I do for people. This is when I do what I'm supposed to do, this is the difference I make in the world. The divine intent that I brought into this world is to raise the vibration of the world towards joy by opening hearts. Mm -hmm. And that's why I, I am truly here. And then the gift or the what do you have to offer is how I'm here to do it. Mm -hmm. So I'm here to light the path and deliver people to their chosen destination through self-expression, self-acknowledgement, and empowerment. Mm -hmm. And I do that through through our programs. Right. And, and, and they're my gifts and talents because I've been teaching flying. I've been teaching people how to do things my entire life. I'm a teacher, and that's mm -hmm. one of my big gifts. I've been coaching people for over 35 years mm -hmm. before it was even called coaching. Yes. You know, one of my gifts. And, and there's different gifts and talents that we all have that, that lead towards that difference. But we have to uncover that divine intent because it still doesn't mean anything if you don't know the difference that you're making in the world. That's what clicks and brings it all together for us. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that in itself is a gift to, to be present enough to allow that information to come to come through for it to have that ripple effect out. Mm -hmm. That's for sure. And, and, and we all have our place. We all have our divine intent. And, and we call those three parts of your purpose, your unique purpose, because mm -hmm. we have to realize that we are that unique and we're that important. Mm -hmm. There are people whose 
puzzle piece can't fit in this puzzle of our world mm -hmm. if we don't stick our unique piece in. Right. Other people are waiting for us to take our place, yeah. to be who we are, so then they can be who they are. That's right. That's right. Absolutely. What do you feel are some of the attributes that you have uncovered and that you embody having been on this journey to present what you, you do to the world? that align you with your path and your purpose? Well, we, we are multidimensional. So there's the, the physical things that I already shared. Um, my ability to ask questions, my ability to give answers in a way that people understand. Um, at a di little bit different dimension, the, my uh, ability to allow the energies to come through in the the channelings of the round table, which is mm -hmm. huge. Mm -hmm. um, uh, my willingness to be an example and, and live what I talk. Mm -hmm. uh, I, th I think that's huge because I've been on, I've been in audiences where people have been on stage where they, they tell you how it needs to be and how it should be, but they're not living life that way. Mm -hmm. And yes. I, I truly believe that, my teaching, when I'm on stage, my teaching is not the words. Mm -hmm. It's not the concepts. The words and the concepts are keeping the brain busy mm -hmm. while my energy interacts with the energy of the people in, in the audience to help them be ready to open up to, to fully who they are. Right. So I, I think that in it, it itself is something important for all of us to realize. It's it's the energy to energy where the work, real work's being done. The rest yes. of it's keeping the mind busy. That's right. and, and that's become problems for, for us in our work sometimes because when, and I think this there's a high percentage in the world, we get this information and we understand it mentally. And we think because we understand it mentally, we have it. Mm -hmm. But that's just the first, first step in the journey. It's integrating it into who you are. And it's, I, I, I love what you said earlier, because I've got a lot of information to share at mm -hmm. a lot of different levels. I've got information to share that, I don't know too many people are ready to even hear yet, mm -hmm. but the information I have to share really isn't new to anyone. Mm -hmm. You already right. know it all. And you said it earlier, it's just us remembering. That's right. So I'm kind of like the mnemonic mem memory device <laughs> to, to help people dig, dig into their memory and realize, ah, and then that makes it tough for people who are, in the in the business that Mary and I are in, mm -hmm. because once I get you to realize you remember it, the first thing that comes to people's mind is, well, I already knew that. Yes. And then that kind of stalls them out. So it's challenging to get them motivated again. All right, let's we'll find let's find out what you else you already know. Mm -hmm. 
But when they get to that place where I already knew that, it's like, well, Vince and Mary can't help us on this journey because I already knew what they shared. So it's a challenge from time to time. It's interesting that you see that challenge from that perspective because I witness it with my own clients as they need a level out. They need to breathe and integrate what they have because we've all been there. We've read something, we've digested a food, an experience, a place, a person. And once we've had it, we're like, okay, now I need to just level set and feel into what that feels in my body so I can integrate it. So I might take a little bit of a break as I go about this thing called life. And, and I think that's why it's so great for us to realize that our divine intents aren't unique. Mm -hmm. So we, I would say that Mary and I and you have pretty close to the same divine intents, mm -hmm. but it's our gifts and talents that make us unique and different people are looking for the gifts and talents that they need mm -hmm. to open themselves up. So it, when, when we having the same divine intents, we're not competing against anything. No. We're here to change the world in the way that we're meant to change it. And, and we're meant to change it in ways that talk to different people, That's right. which, which is so amazing. So for me, my work, um, I, I like to work in the 3D and my my direction and what's been shared with me and, and where my developments come is to is working more with subpersonalities mm -hmm. that that try to stop and get in the way so i'm probably attracting these people into my life who the subpersonalities are saying you got this time to move on we don't, mm -hmm. we don't need to learn anymore here we don't, we, we've got it let's move on and, and my gifts and talents are stepping into working with those people. So I'm attracting that group of people. You're attracting a group of people that, that are just need that break to integrate. And together, we're taking more and more people towards that higher vibration in the world. We're sure. taking more and more people towards realizing that if I open my heart, I'm going to make a difference in this world and people are waiting for me to do that. Mm -hmm. Perhaps ultimately the bigger lesson is to return to the heart, mm. to open it. We've all had experiences, we've all had journeys which were on purpose so we can remember to open it. I'm a firm believer that every single individual be it motivational speaker, be it author, musician, is crafting and creating something that will allow that listener, that audience, that reader, to step into that heart space, that tender space that we all value and cherish so much that often is closed off, not only from the outside world, but to ourselves. So while we're all doing this, and the mission perhaps is the same for every single person, 
the way in which we do it, which is what you're saying, the talents, is going to shift. The relationships of perhaps other military individuals are going to gravitate towards you because that story matches. Mm -hmm. For me, it's going to be other women who come from the same descendant or worked in the same environment and had a similar path. Those are the connecting factors. But ultimately, we're all going to the heart. Exactly. And it's going to happen if we come along or not. So that's that's the exciting thing about it. I, I'd like to share a concept for people to just, just consider. We've learned through a lifetime to build a wall up to protect us from being hurt, mm -hmm. to protect our vulnerable heart. Mm -hmm. And I want to share the concept of the wall was just a belief that things weren't going to get to us. Mm -hmm. But if we look at our lives, we've still experienced pain from our creations and co-creations. Yeah. So the wall didn't protect our vulnerable heart from anything. If we take the wall down and we let our light shine, we'll find that our heart was never vulnerable. And the love shining out is truly the thing that will really change the energies that are coming through you, up-level the energies that are coming to you. Mm -hmm. And that's the true, if you will, protection and I'm I'm coming from a place because I don't believe we need to protect ourselves from any energy, mm -hmm. but I want to talk to the people who believe they need to protect their heart, that by opening your heart, letting your light shine, that's the protection. Mm -hmm. I love that, Vince. Um, the add-on I would like to add to that is from a, a scientific perspective, visualizing a vortex of energy moving in a circular motion. And as it moves in a circular motion, having the imaginary love energy moving out from your heart. And when energy moves out, there's less that can come in because then it's like a salmon swimming upstream. And if we can move around the world in our day-to-day -day lives, projecting energy and love out from our hearts, then who's going to get hurt? I, I agree 100%. And, and, and like you say, it, it's truly a scientific fact what you just shared there. So it's not just, oh, think of it this way, the, the flow. It, it's truly a scientific fact. And, and we can't be in a high vibration and a low vibration at the same time anyhow. Not possible. When we're in a place of gratitude, absolutely. We can't be a victim and be in a place of gratitude at the same time. It's universal law. Yes. Isn't that amazing? It is, yeah. We just have Peace. to trust. And that sometimes it's hard for all of us. Absolutely. But one thing we know for sure is we have this beautiful thing called the heart. And when we lean into it, 
even if it's just a small crack and feel that tenderness and feel that love, that unconditional part of yourself that's not judging you, even if it's a small part, focus on that to expand it out. And that's one step closer to where you were yesterday. It all wants to expand. It's, it's really us fighting subconsciously not to expand it. That's right. it's, actually, it's actually harder not to grow. It's actually harder not to expand than to allow yourself to do it, that you Absolutely. have to create the resistance to stop it. Absolutely. Yes. A lot more energy, for sure. So what's next for Vince? Well, we're on our book tour, so we're uh, sharing and awakening through moments of choice. It's it's a lot of the story that I shared with the, each and every one of you. And we want to step further into bringing couples together to help them both get on a path that's supporting each other. There's so many people right now in relationships that um, I, I'm ready to grow and expand, but uh, my husband or my wife or my significant other doesn't want to come on the same path or doesn't believe in it. And, and so many people either cut themselves short because they don't want to be alone or they cut themselves short because um, they don't want to make the other person feel uncomfortable. So we're really looking at how do we bring some couples together to experience um, our example, first mm -hmm. of all, but then to realize that each person has their unique purpose, mm -hmm. but there's a purpose that each couple came together. So how do you honor your individual purposes and support each other in those individual purposes, but then also honor the purpose that you came together for? And, and in that and finding that purpose, we find that more and more people find themselves then on the same path of growth and expansion. And you know, the, the world's growing and expanding, like I said, with us or without us. And it's making a conscious choice that we want to expand with the world, take more of who we are and bring more of who we are to the world. And let's do it in these relationships that we created and co-created. There's a reason you're together. Let's find out why. And then let's help each other on the path to grow and expand. That's beautiful. And I love that you guys are doing that because I'm seeing that more and more in individuals, in the discrepancies of energies as the Schumann resonance increases, the vibrational frequencies increase, the veil gets thinner. All of those are big, bigger factors and more contrasting of where a partner would be and where you desire to be. So bringing that union together, I think, is really crucial, crucial. So well done for that. I'm looking forward to hearing how that transpires even further. So, so thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Vince, for such an enriching conversation of unraveling not only your story, but the opportunities that are available for others who, who are perhaps more open and receptive to venture into this world. So thank you so much for sharing. 
You're so welcome. I would love to share with your audience the exact formula that we use to help people uncover the three parts of their purpose and a few other little gifts for for those who who might be interested. Uh, And for the first 10 people that reach out, we'd also like to spend 20, 30 minutes with them, Mary and I, just Mm -hmm. finding out where you're at, what is getting in your way right now and what the next Mm -hmm. step might be. So if they go to imaginemiracles.com forward slash Naranjan, okay. there, there'll be a page there that um, shares that free gift and a couple other opportunities for them if they'd like to learn a little bit more about what I shared today and mm-hmm. um, learn a little bit more about what might be getting in their way. Beautiful. Thank you for your generosity for sharing that. I will put the links in the show notes so everybody can find them and click and take advantage of your generosity. So they'll be there and available for everybody. So thank you again so much, Vince. Thank you so much. It was a joy to be with you. And thank you for what you're doing in the world. You're very welcome. Thank you. I'm Naranjan, and you've been listening to Master of Your Crafts podcast. Please subscribe, rate, and review and join me next week for another episode. Thank you for listening.